Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. is out there and here who knows but either way we are opening up the bloom files here on post show recaps and x files first watch slash rewatch podcast hello everybody mike bloom here no i'm not currently watching you from my hideout with john Locke, but i'm here to talk to you about two more episodes of the final season proper regular I don't know what what sh- what term should I use here, Angela? Like X Files one point oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reboot is the other one. Yeah, though it doesn't even feel like X Files one point Again, considering that we have yeah. a good cast of characters that are similar, yet it feels a little bit different as we talk about two episodes from season nine. We are now firmly in the season after recapping the first two episodes last week. It's season nine, episode six. Trust no one. With the numeric one instead of the spelled out one. Correct. I guess it's trendy. And Jump the Shark. Yeah, which is two very, very different episodes. One from the beginning of the season, one towards the end. But we kind of felt like it was more of a one-off. So it didn't really matter to kind of group them together. And arguably, some people thought the show already jumped the shark at this point. So maybe it's just (laughs) stating the obvious. Well, I think it's kind of like a a bit of a a funny thing to call it that. Because that is what the show is doing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, in, in many ways. So let's get into trust no one because this to me is very much like a hey, did you know this took place post nine eleven? 
Yeah. So, it's very much yeah. in the, I know what, I don't, I can't imagine what the turnaround it was created in the vein of, but it really is prescient with the uh, Patriot Act and like everything going on with the NSA immediately following the 9-11 attacks in 2001. <sighs> right. So, I mean, there's a lot doing going on with that. And then I think that also affects the way that the characters can react to that kind of stuff. Because I think previously Scully, you know, comma Mulder would... <laughs> Um, ampersand ampersand Mulder would do a lot more in this kind of situation than they were doing and you know I think that's probably because now it's a little bit touchy (laughs) to just like willy-nilly run about oh do you think that that's what John John Locke's Terry O'Quinn's character's name was willy-nilly his name was Shadow Man (laughs) can we not call him Shadow Man well first of all this is like the fourth time Terry O'Quinn has appeared in this like not only in the X-Files but he also appeared in Millennium as another character do you think when Scully sees him in this episode she's like you remind me of the guy that we were working for at the beginning of the first movie (laughs) that guy and then in season two there's an episode called Aubrey and he plays a detective there and it's like like keeping him bringing him back is great but he's a pretty recognizable face like, i he's hope like, there there should have been an, a, a lost season nine episode where it's revealed that he is also part of that cloning project yes. remember that had all the the, the samanthas yeah. and all the random uh, well, abortion I, and, doctors yes and you said lost season nine but you meant x-files season it's nine. all confusing in my head look <laughs> shadow man man in black like it's all just coming together yes. in my brain well and he wasn't famous because of lost at this point he was just no this I'm, i say recognizable face because he has like a right. pretty recognizable it's probably most recognizable at this point for what the cutting edge yeah but i meant like he has a very distinctive face so it's yes. not like you forget him and a lack of hair that's probably the most distinct thing about him and a mustache and a mustache so let's open up here my notes say in this opener, uh, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Because this is this, we see like black and white footage as if it seems to be taken from like street cams, right? Yeah, so of this Scully is like, talking. what's weird about this is that it's very like CCTV, mm-hmm. but like we don't have that here. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if this took place in the UK, especially in London, it would be like all very fine. Um, but it's a little confusing where these cameras are installed, who installed them. And I, I mean... I don't want to say that they didn't do a great thing here, but I don't think they did a great thing here to help um, stop the perpetuation of, oh, the NSA is tracking everybody. Like, it probably fed into that fever a little bit too much. You know what I mean? I do wonder how many people were watching the X-Files, and I wouldn't say taking things at face value, but certainly supplanting some of their That's what I mean, like yeah i mean now looking back on it we know it wasn't to the extreme that everyone thought it was and if it was it wasn't affecting the general populace like but i guess they're not the general populace what i I do wonder is is there a direct line between you know some people who stormed area 51 a few years back and people who watched the x-files well yeah of course there are but um because they saw that floris met morris fletcher worked there yeah exactly They're like, all right we gotta go so yeah this is where scully is going to do her opening monologue where Uh, she talks about you know I met my perfect partner. My, you are, no, she's talking to Mulder, right? She's like, you she's are my perfect partner. My Mulder, other. Yeah, she's writing Mulder an email, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've, and I guess that's what, you know, we're supposed to understand. This is like. Oh, wait, no, I think she's, isn't she doing it to William at this point, oh, right? Oh, yes, yes. She's writing, she's writing like a little like memoir to William. <laughs> um, you know, in case, I guess she dies. Who's to say, I don't actually think it's memoir, but yeah, she's talking about it and she's like, 
um, talking about her, his father and like kind of confirming some stuff. And there's a lot of shots of like Scully and Mulder kissing and Scully and Mulder like in previous episodes doing stuff like her waking up on uh, in that episode. And it's just like, OK, little we get it. We get it. Moving on. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, the text for this episode seen over the credits very aptly. They're watching. Yeah, really. Um, but yeah, so basically the episode starts like in a coffee shop, right? With Scully kind of just like typing on her computer. Yeah, because not even a coffee shop. This is a site of oh, the 2000s. Yes, an the internet, internet cafe. cafe. Did you ever use internet cafe? I feel like you no. would when you were studying abroad, right? Mm, no, we had internet in our dorms. Yeah, I guess when I went, I because I went abroad, uh, I went to London a couple of years before you did, but I wasn't doing it from like an educational perspective. So I remember using internet cafes much more then. But I yeah, feel like I mean, we is, had like we had like plugs for yeah. The I feel computer. like I feel like this that's a real pastiche of the two specifically like the two thousands to the twenty tens because that's when like Wi Fi really started yeah, to become yeah. popular. There wasn't really Wi Fi when I was there. There were some spots, but it was like you had to live in England to actually get in. Yeah, but that interface, mm, oh, say magnifique, <laughs> so nostalgia. So, but you, it, it's right. It's it's not okay. We have we can use AOL because AOL probably wouldn't allow for it. So it's like, all right, let's. But I think we were past AOL at this point too. So it was like, so? well, I guess we were like AOL two thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think like we were probably a little bit pushed past or like kind of like on the tail end of AOL. So things are mm. progressing. There's like Microsoft. There's probably Outlook, you know, any all of that stuff is kind of pushing through. But regardless, yeah, Scully's on her computer. She's with baby William. They're kind of just hanging out. And, and she gets an email. She gets an email from you email. Got mail. From an email address called trust no one at, at mail.com. At mail.com. <laughs> wow. My God, the creativity just oozes out of well, these people I mean, like black oil. I love oil. when I see an email that's me.com, which are like the funny like iCloud ones. But yeah, um, yeah mail.com. Um, and yeah. I, I wonder if back in the day, the, the wild west of the internet, they had like taken that domain. Not obviously the production company, but is this like the 555? Probably. Yeah, maybe. But basically it's to my dearest Dana. Yeah, and which it basically is, says, so this is like where it begins. This is mm-hmm. where the issues that everyone has with this episode start. Because in no episode up until now have we heard Mulder call Dana Dana in a way that wasn't like in a like a very I mean, I guess he does, but in it's a very emotional time and like Yeah, I feel like he we usually hear him, you know, when he goes, Scully. Yeah, exactly. Like even when she's giving birth, he's not yelling Dana. You know, so I do feel like that's a little out of character. And then it's a very mushy letter. It's like he misses his family. He wants to be with her and their son. And like it just sucks because we never saw him and her have like that relationship after William was born. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's the end of season eight is they're going to they're together. Yeah, you know, and, and they're the in love. See- they're together. They have a baby. The next thing we see is the butt double. Exactly. So it's like we're missing a whole like six months of them like ha- doing it, make it out, <laughs> going to the park with their baby. But like let's just- focus on the doing it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? So it's like, OK, this is weird. And then also the way he talks is just very like very not Mulder. Yeah. So don't love that. And again, but it's we like- should say this isn't a front. This is supposed to be Mulder. Correct. Yeah. They've been emailing each other. Like in this, like she goes to an internet cafe so that it's like not tracked. Mm-hmm. She gets an email from a very like not trackable email or whatever. And yeah, 
Um, but yeah, while she's sitting there crying, reading this letter from Moldy. Yeah, and we um, should also mention here that she is doing what the Gen Zs do ironically yeah. now. And she says, I am literally shaking, mm-hmm. you know, seeing your words right now. Almost felt like sexting. A little bit. Yeah, like, like, again, in such a public place. Yeah, like, I am Holy. I am taking my bra, you know, like, very, like, weird verbiage. Yeah, though I don't know if I, if I were to be in that position. I don't know if I want my, I don't know, propositioner to respond with, I am physically shaking. It's like, well, bite down on something. You may be having a seizure. <laughs> um, or an orgasm. Anyway, so Scully kind of looks up, and she sees a mom with a baby, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, same Z's. Um, but then she... Like kind of like turn, she turns back to the shaking. She turns back to the computers writing. She looks up and all of a sudden the mother is just not there. Um, and the baby is just like crying. And so she's like, what the fuck's going on? And she also <laughs> in, pre- in the proceedings to take care of this baby. Yeah. Leaves, leaves her own baby. <laughs> yeah. It's just a weird thing because as a mom, like I would, especially if the baby's in a stroller, like just wheel him over with you. Yeah. And it was what? Like the five feet yeah maybe, it wasn't and feet? that's the thing i mean it was i don't think it was a terrible thing to do she could very easily she saw william in like her corner of her vision she yeah. wasn't like keeping an eye on on not on him but yeah so her and the um the waitress at the cafe are like what what's up where's the mom and she's like oh isn't that her outside and she's outside you know having a fight with somebody yeah um, arguing with this guy this random dude and so she comes back in and takes the baby and leaves. And Scully's just like, uh, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but we see later, we finally get to see, at least from my first time mm-hmm. in season nine, we get to see what Scully actually yes, is. This is her job. Doing, where she is no longer on the X-Files. She's sort of like a consultant now, but she is teaching at Quantico. Yeah, she's teaching at Quantico. Um, and so... But though uh, you wouldn't be able to believe it from the number of times her work gets interrupted in these yeah, two Yeah, it's episodes. like truly wild that they think that they, they, what they're doing is more important than like her work. It's just so rude. <laughs> like, yeah, imagine walking into a, a room of students and they're like, uh, sorry, the professor has to leave every 10 minutes to go do some calamitous, wacky thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically they visit Scully at Quantico to tell her about a tipster who wants to get in touch with Mulder. But yeah, basically this tipster is offered, I know all the names of the yes. super soldiers, but I'll only tell Mulder. Yeah, he'll only tell Mulder and um, Doggett's just basically like, we think that you're the only one who knows how to get in contact with him. Yeah, and of course this is another another bit of, unfortunately I do think, you know, Scully's a, a little bit of like a head in the sand yeah. uh, this season. She's kind of defaulted back to that where she says, no, it's too dangerous. Yeah. We can't do this. Though- well, it's kind of like, it sucks because Duchovny's not here. So there's no option for her to really say you know that it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, so like what, how this whole episode is, that's the frustration. Well, it's it's interesting because it really mimics to me the beats we saw from Scully in episode two of season nine, which is she's initially in denial. Then she realizes it's something that can appeal to her. Uh, In episode two, it was with uh, finding out whether or not William, you know, is what was, was futzed with in this episode. It's, with. <laughs> it's being able to get in contact with Mulder. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll do it now. Well, she knows how to get in contact with him. It's it's should she bring him out of hiding for something like this that isn't a sure thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So anyway, they're like, we need you to do this because this is going to be super vital for us to track down these super soldiers and nobody else can do it but Mulder. And um, yeah. Yeah. And so... Meanwhile, after Scully says no, she is now going to see, again, this lady from the cafe. We'll find out later. Her name is Patty. 
Yeah, and so she's having another argument with her husband, and then the guy drives off with the baby in the car. Right. And Scully's like, hey, that's not great. Are you all right? Do you need help with anything? And like in a very trusting way, um, convinces this random stranger to stay over in her apartment. Pretty wild considering how season eight ended, right? Yeah, with with, the, uh, with that lady. Yeah, with that lady that got that. What was her name? Gillian? No, that's. No, that's the name of the actress. Um, um Lily? No, no, that's Lillian? our dog. I like how you said it was both the actress and her dog's name were the first no, two off your head. No, something like that, though. But yeah, it was the lady that her mom had, quote unquote, hired to help. Yeah. As sort of like an, uh, a live-in nanny. Lizzie. Lizzie. <laughs> that was, it was close to Lily. Yeah. So yeah, she should be less trusting. Yeah, for sure. But she I just, think, I, I mean, it's really... also, she's a mom. It's yeah. another mom. I mean, I've been in that situation before. Not this exact situation, but like recently I was at Target with our son and some pregnant lady fell on the sidewalk and I like stayed with her for a very long time. Mm. But I wasn't going to invite her home right. to my house. Say, Come home with this <laughs> I waited till the EMT showed up and then I left. <laughs> yeah, instead, if instead you were like, oh, no, please come sit on our couch. Well, especially since she says, like, I don't have anywhere to go. Like that guy just took babe. That's a kidnapping. Yeah. You know, she should be calling kidnapping. the police and leaving them to do it. So whatever. Anyway, I'm sure the kid was napping. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Reyes and Doggett are going to spy on a guy well they yeah because they find out where the tipsters call came from so right. they're gonna like trace it there and they're gonna do a little stakeout and so that we see this guy make his way into just what looks like a normal building but inside of it is a big old like surveillance mm-hmm. hq well and so this is we know that this is patty's husband mm-hmm. we recognize him as right, patty's as husband the, the driver awayer yeah and so you know they think it's the tipster we know it's patty's husband might be one in the same but yeah, they walk inside and there's Shadow Man. Yeah, he's, there's old John Locke. He appear, appears to be the boss man of the situation and he's sort of watching Scully on surveillance as they're talking. He's like, oh, did you have a good night? Oh, yeah, me too. What'd you bring for lunch? Blah, blah, blah. And he's just like watching Scully. Yeah, it, it's weird because there's also implications later on that there's also cameras in their homes, which I would believe more so nowadays than I would back then. They would have had to install them. Right. Unless, like, it's cameras through baby monitors or something. No, because baby monitors work, yes, nowadays. Nowadays, Again, if you have a baby monitor that's on a Wi-Fi channel, it's very easy to be hacked, which is why I didn't want that. Whereas back then, it was just the radio signal. (laughs) Yeah, even the one we use is a, it's a, like, it's a base to camera signal. That's it. That's the only way you can get it. Um, And you have to be within, like, the radius. So... Yeah, anyway, <laughs> talk about baby monitors. Scully yeah. is hanging out, sleeping. Yeah, she's passed out, and Patty's going to Yeah, she just off. turns off the baby monitor and goes and takes William out of the crib. Yep, yep, and so Scully's going to draw a gun on well, her. Well, yeah, so she gets a call from Doggett, and he's like, hey, the tipster they were following just went into her apartment building. So she's like, this guy just went into the apartment building, and like, you better be careful. She hears William cry. She confronts Patty at gunpoint, which... We thought was a little extreme because, yes, she thinks somebody's coming into the apartment. Patty's holding the baby. But, like, if you invite somebody into your home yeah. and you're asleep and the baby starts crying and then go and pick, would you be upset? Like, I don't think I'd be upset. Well, I'd, I think there's a difference between upset and also pulling a gun. That's what I mean. Somebody. I'd be like, hey, thanks for picking him up. Like, I'm going to take him back now. Like, I wouldn't, like, like I feel like she did went from, like, zero to 60 there. Which is weird because the reaction she gives here is is the caution that she did not give Patty when she invited her over in the first place. That's what I'm saying. It's like once she's in your house, you're trusting her around your baby. So like you fell asleep with this person in your house. Like 
shouldn't you have like maybe kept William in your room if you were worried or whatever? But maybe the call from Doggett like spiked something in her. But either way, there was no confirmation at that point that Patty had anything to do with that. But everything's converging. And like you said, they sort of catch Patty's husband, Mr. Patty. Trying Trying to pick a lock. Yeah, trying to break into Scully's apartment. So like now they all set them down like, all right, just what's going on here? And they basically come clean about how... You know, he works for the NSA. Uh, if you we, if you give him a name, it's fake. Yeah, he's he all, has he, no names. He lives off the grid. Uh, and basically... They've been watching them. They've been watching them because, according to Patty, their daughter also has something different about her, just like William. Yeah, and so Patty says that that's, they only want to keep both children safe, so they're kind of playing both sides, I guess, is what they're getting at. Yeah, um, and, it, and it also seems like Shadow Man's involved here. Well, yeah, so the the husband, the tipster guy mm-hmm. reveals that he that terry o'quinn discovered the super soldier project yes um and he's basically like investigating that um and so that's why he's led this guy to and and patty to like to kind of try to get out of the situation shadow man is incredibly creepy just yeah, because he he's one of those people who look we know that the government is spying on us. There is a certain amount of just like shrugging your shoulders in response to it. But there is like an argument against it in that this is the the hands that this type of stuff can end up in where, you know, you yeah. have him being yeah. like, oh, I saw you sent that email to Mulder. Oh, I know you invited Mulder into your bed one lonely night. Like, yeah, just so addressing creepy. really oogie personal facts that about have her. nothing to do with anything else. But anyway, he basically calls Scully, tells her all this, and he's like, You need to contact Mulder in one day, mm-hmm. um, or I'm going to disappear with all of the identities of the super soldiers. Yes, but we should also mention this happens in Super Conspicuous, uh, where she goes out to meet yes. him, and he like. For, he calls her, forces her to get in another car, drive out to the middle of nowhere. Well, no, this is clothes. so he calls her first and then she refuses unless she can meet him face to face. Right. And he's like, OK, if you want to meet me face to face, this is what you have to do. And if you vary from this instruction at all, um, I will go away. Including so- <laughs> get in another car. Drive out to the yes. boonies, change your clothes. Drive west in a series of vehicles until you're told to stop. Let me light the car on fire with a remote yes. control. Yeah, and so she like complies, but it's just really awkward when they come face to face because I feel like he, um, the the what he needed from her or to get from her, it all it, this could have been remotely complete. It could have been an email. Yeah, it could, could have been, could an, email have been an email sent from Mulder. One lonely night, you invited Mulder to your bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I know everything about you. I'm the future agent, Scully. So weird. But they they go through. They make the arrangement. Mulder is coming back on that midnight train to Washington. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's going to be here at midnight. Doggett is not happy about any of this. Yeah, I mean, so the the thing is, like, Mulder and Scully had, like, a. I guess they had... This is another thing. They had all these conversations about why he was leaving, when, mm-hmm. how he would return, like, how he, where he would be, how they would get in contact. We saw none of that. So they're just kind of giving us these trickles. Like, I guess they had a conversation that they had worked out prior to him leaving that if he had to return, it would be on train. Mm-hmm. And so... Which Doggett's feels like because I feel like so many bad things have happened on trains in this show. Yeah. I guess it's just, not a, autopsy it, train. it's just not as trackable and it's easier to like jump off a train, I guess, if you need I mean, to. Yeah, as, as he will do later on. Yeah. And so Doggett's like, no, 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 no. Tell him not to come. I think this is a trap. Like, and Scully's like, I don't care. Like, I kind of just want to see Mulder and it's too yeah, late. You, you convinced me to bring him and now I now I want to bring him. Yeah. She's like, I just want to see him. Um, 
Anyway, they're they're all gonna basically the tipster guy, the de- the husband, Mister mm-hmm. Patty, Mister Patty, Doggett and Reyes are covering Scully at the train station. And we should mention that throughout this episode, there is this ominous footage that lasts yes. a few seconds of a green tinted camera sort of spying on Scully standing on a train platform and it was sort of media res. It's now yeah. this moment. Well, yeah. And at the beginning of the episode, we see her sort of like, um, I don't want to say like cowering over somebody, but kind of leaning over somebody who's died. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit, is this going to be Mulder? Is he going to die? That's what they're trying to get you to believe. But we're going to find out who that is in a second. Meanwhile, uh, but first, <laughs> Doggett is going to, let's talk about other fun guest stars from this episode. Yeah. So he is going to take, the clothes that the Shadow Man had. Was yeah. it the Shadow Man left behind or Scully's old change of clothes? I, I don't, don't remember. I Which don't either know. or, but he takes it to like CSI and yes. he comes into contact with Mrs. Brandingham herself. Yeah, Mrs. Landingham uh, of West Wing fame. Uh, I believe this is President Bartlett's secretary for the first couple of seasons. Correct. Uh, so she plays a nice little sassy CSI person here as a day player. She does, yeah. And so, yeah, he is basically like, I need this turned around ASAP. And she's like, all right. Okay, all right. <laughs> Well, you do it because you're cute. Yeah, exactly. So meanwhile, at the train tracks, things escalate. Right, because Shadow Man appears, guns down um, the... Mr. Patty and and Shadow Man pull guns on each other. Yeah. Rhea also is there because she knows that something's happening. So she tackles Scully to the ground. Yeah, before the Shadow Man can kill Scully, Doggett appears, shoots him twice, and then he falls into the train tracks. Um, And we... we, understand that he is seemingly run over by a train <laughs> yeah and then in that moment that causes the tsi guy mm-hmm. because there's been a shooting to say keep going keep going yeah. like, no Mulder's on that train and yeah <laughs> yeah i can very much understand how watching this episode in the moment would be super inc- annoying incredibly frustrating well yeah because this is still the beginning of the season like this is if you are not somebody on the the Reddit boards, the message boards, those like, Reddit boards, like uh, the viewer like myself that was like mm. a little bit younger, and the Mulder was gone, and then he was back in season eight, yeah, because he because after the fact we know he signed a contract for eleven episodes. That didn't happen in season nine, but because it happened in season eight, we were always on the precipice of is Mulder going to be in this episode? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be back now? When is he coming back? When is he coming back? It was so annoying because now as an adult, I realized there was no way he was going to be in any of these episodes. So now you're kind of looking at it. Yeah, you're looking at it through the lens of like, how annoying. It's a little bit of will they, won't they, but will they or won't they meet up? Yeah, Uh, Will they or won't they see this actor again? (laughs) Right. So it's a bunch of near misses here. And so we see that in the case with this train, right? And we find out like via radio, essentially, that Shadow Man had been like on the train yeah uh, so he they report that like he they can't find his body so scully's like oh he got on the train and he's going after Mulder, and so she traces that they all are going to chase after the train with doggett with reyes yeah doggett finds out that basically the trace amounts they found from mrs landingham yeah. on the clothing indicates like some weird thing where his dna can't be tested uh, they did find some iron stuff in it, which will come into play later. But essentially, this implies that Shadow Man is a super soldier. Yes, that he's a super soldier himself. And they're now worried that he's going to be after Mulder. And so they're all going to chase after the train. Um, and an employee on the train basically is like, oh, by the way, somebody just jumped off the train into a rock quarry. 
And now let's they go, go to the rock quarry. To the rock quarry, as here comes quote unquote Mulder. So annoying. Definitively not David Duchovny. No, of course not. And so Dog and Reyes are like, Mulder, Mulder. And the guy's like, oh, I guess I'm Mulder. Oh, here I am. And Reyes is like, it's Agent Reyes. And he just keeps walking away and like, oh, okay, bye. All right, see you later. <laughs> uh, but Scully thinks that she found him, mm-hmm. but it's Shadow Man. Yeah, and she's attacked by him. And then. Um, for some reason, he is destroyed by the whatever it's, it's magnetite being. Yeah, so cor- there's, there's like an iron magnetite sort of like it's being mined. Yeah, it's or- iron. It's one of the main iron ore chemicals yeah. in iron, basically. Yeah, there's like a there's like a strip of it in the quarry, yeah. and that's where he tracks her down, like true horror movie style, right? Like he's got her pinned up in front mm-hmm. of this all construction. And for some reason, that reacts with his being yeah, and he and dies. so when he hits the ground he it seems like he turns into metal or maybe this is like the t-1000 thing where like that's just what his body is and he just like well if you remember when billy miles was being recreated after being um dumpster crushed mm-hmm. his spine was that like <laughs> oh yeah metalish right. spine it, yeah so it's, it did reconstitute it's some kind of weird alien metal and i guess this um, this mineral reacts with it and it, he explodes basically. Yeah. And so Indigo. <laughs> to finish this off, Scully writes to Boulder basically being like, yes, I know we couldn't see each other, but I will not be deterred. But, I love you. But it will also take a good amount of episodes until we finally see you on the show. Yeah. Till the end. But yep. don't worry, we'll be cock teased a lot more. All right. Well, well ho- we won't be. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I think in the 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 you know vein of this exercise, we'll be able to skip over. I think a lot of frustration mm-hmm. that a lot of viewers were caused. Uh huh. Well, coming up next after the break, we are going to go from internet surfing to a different type of surfing as we jump the shark and we f- say farewell to the lone gunman in more ways than one. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now for something completely different. <laughs> that thing being the finale of The Lone Gunman both you know the characters on the show and also i would say the series as this really did seem like the backdoor series finale of the series before yeah it got, uh, after it got canceled yeah so the i mean and i think that that was something that fans were clamoring for a little not clamoring for but i think it was like in an effort to appease something you know like a very firefly situation canceled mm. before you could have any sort of closure so they had this opportunity to put you know let's put it in the x-files um i guess it was fine <laughs> yeah so um, let me know? let me set up the lone gunman series because spencer did it in all of his emails that he sends and also, i'll also talk to you a little bit about the comic book the what <laughs> we'll discuss it in a moment uh, because i mean it's also if you didn't if you watch the first like two minutes of the episode they also do it a bit as well in a very much like buffy the vampire yes. slayer like 2000s rock be like this is what i do but Basically, The Lone Gunman was a 13-episode series. It was very much not done in a mythical way like The Mm -hmm. X-Files was. It was mostly, you know, one-offs, and they were actually focused on non-UFO, non-alien conspiracies or or secrets. Uh, It was done very much in a lighter style most of the time, much like, you know, Unusual Suspects, as an example, which... We'll talk about how maybe that juts up against this episode. Right. Um, the series is most infamously known for its pilot episode, which centered around a conspiracy for a commercial aircraft to fly into the World Trade Center, uh, which aired yep. six months before 9-11. Yep. Tough uh, stuff. <laughs> they have an intern named Jimmy Bond. Love Jimmy Bond. My God. Uh, who's the unofficial fourth member of the Lone Gunman group. Like he, we see this a little bit in the quote unquote previously he's on. Like, they call him his, their intern, but he's kind of like their like buddy. Yeah, it's kind of like their benefactor. Yeah. Uh, he's like a big, he's a huge fan of them. Uh, and he's like a, Spencer described him Supporter. As, a, as a human golden retriever. Yeah. Dumb but loyal. And finally, the mystery woman, Eve Adele Harlow, a.k.a. Lois Runtz, uh, yeah. is an expert thief and functions as the lone gunman's like initial rival turned, I guess, apparent ally by the yeah, end of it. Yeah, it's kind of like the Sherlock Holmes with Irene Adler. Mm. Is that her name? Yeah, I think Yeah, so. Irene. It, it's she this, is Sherlock. Yeah, you know, like she's like his nemesis and they kind of are in love and like it's hard to, you know, so I think that that's kind of the vibe they're going for there, but... Yeah, that's a good synopsis of the show. Um, I mean, I think that the issue that they had here was that the studio really didn't want this to happen. They were like, the Lone Gunman wow. is canceled. Um, you know, but that uh, co-writer Vince Gilligan and Frank's Spotsons were like fighting to get it done because um, they felt like it was a, still kind of an open wound for them. You know, that's what they say. Um and so they made this to wrap up the series. They were like, I need closure more than anyone. That's what it really seems like to me. Because, I mean, the other thing is, Scully, for example, appears in the very final scene of the episode. Yeah. And that's it. So this really did not seem like an X-Files episode no, whatsoever. No, not at all. And I mean, I guess you could say that, you know, with um, Reyes and Doggett in it, it is. But um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely focusing on these characters. And I guess it was so supposed to be a bit of a um, tie-in sort of closure for the X-Files side of things too with them. But Right. So 
basically, we start things off with another familiar face, and I was elated to see this guy making a, a, an appearance again, Morris Fletcher. Yeah. If you remember uh, Michael McKean's character, mm-hmm. sort of a-hole man in black from Dreamland. Uh, so he's in the Bahamas with some bikini babe. Guess it didn't work out with his wife. Yeah. Um, we should also say that the the title of the show before we dive in is called Jumping the Shark. Jump the Shark, yeah. But that comes from the phrase Jumping the Shark, which yeah. I don't know if you know anything about that. Yeah, of course I do. But I don't know if our listeners do. Okay, yeah, I guess so. there's a little show called Happy Days uh-huh. in which there was an episode where Arthur the Fonz Fonzarelli, played by Henry Winkler, infamously, uh, he, I think they were in Hawaii. I don't know. They were, they were somewhere, and he jumped a shark with on a water ski on, on his water skis. And people use that term now to essentially uh, <laughs> describe a show that has peaked and is no longer good, <laughs> or just this idea of a show doing something like very ridiculous yeah. that really symbolizes the fact that it is way past its prime. Exactly. It's on the decline. Um, so yeah, I think that it's kind of funny that they've used that here. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Um, um, and anyway. I believe there's a site, I don't know if it still exists called jump the shark.com where like people would submit entries for oh, maybe. when certain TV series jump the shark, uh, like, the office after Michael leaves, the fact that mm-hmm. they don't keep going is can be an example of, of jumping yeah. the shark. So anyway, sorry, go back into it. Yeah, Morris Fletcher's on vacay. He's on vacay. Well, he's, he's not on vacay. He's not on vacay, but he sort of is, is acting like he's on it, right? He's got the yeah. zinc oxide on his nose. He's got a babe on his arm. They're in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, and which, he's like telling this girl I love it, yeah, like, he's gloating that he made it yeah and she's just like oh baby like oh you did all oh, that you don't say mr yeah, fletcher exactly and and basically he is all of this is like bullshit you know like <laughs> we'll get to it later but what happens is that a boat comes up and some guys basically take the girl and uh, douse the boat in gasoline. Yeah, and, much like at the end of season one of Lost, we're yeah, going to have to take the girl. And then throw a, f- um, a, f- um, a flame? What am I trying to say? A uh, flare. flare, At yeah. the boat, exploding it, basically being like, oh, your boss says you're fired. Yep, and then we also see like a washed up plans for a spaceship. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And then we kind of, that leads us into the the episode. So Fletcher is going to request a meeting with the X-Files, though again, these are very different than the people yes. he's used to contacting. Yes. Uh, but basically, he is in trouble as the... Yeah, he's you know, been detained. Yeah, as the brigands have sort of referred to beforehand. He's in trouble because he was essentially... It's sort of like a parole officer. Like, yeah. he was supposed to check in habitually with his former employer at Area 51, and he has skipped out a couple times. Yeah, and so he's being detained, and he basically is like, uh, these FBI agents are going to help me. I have information about the super soldiers. Yeah, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. We should also mention here that I believe since the time that... The their last time, uh, the last episode happened in Dreamland. You know, they talk about Men in Black because I think yeah. the, I think the movie had released it after had. the episode. Yeah, it had. So and then they're like, "Oh yeah, I've seen Men in Black," and he's like, "They've got some things wrong." Yeah, and I would <laughs> imagine that Mulder would also agree because there's like, we don't, you know, have little uh, yeah. coffee loving worm aliens, and little <laughs> aliens don't live in people's heads. Yeah. Well, and and so he's like doing everything he can. Do to you like of... Men in Black, by the way? Yeah, the first one. Thought it was fun, fun yeah, romp. I like that one. Um, why do you ask? I was just curious. Oh, yeah, I like it. It's fun. I, mean, I don't think either of us have Will seen Smith's the, great. We haven't seen the movie together, so. Should we watch it? I, I like to see it. Okay. I, I had a lot of fun with Men in Black 1. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
What are we talking about? So <laughs> basically, Fletcher, the, the, the runner throughout this episode is that Fletcher is going to get caught BSing. Like, yes. for example, this one is he offers up as sort of a, a little taste of what he could provide the plans that were shown before, but it's actually just plans for the ship from Lost in Space. Yeah, and <laughs> and they're like, this is not real. And so they're about to walk out, and he just says, super soldiers. Yep, he just drops it. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and Doggett's like, what? <laughs> yeah, so they go to see the lone gunman yes. who are now uh I, i'm assuming this was the set for where the show was yeah uh, this but- is where they were before too but basically the reason they're going to see the lone gunman is because fletcher shows them a photo of eve who mm-hmm. you know they recognize as eve harlow um you know the- their nemesis yeah and so um the- he says that she's a super soldier she but for them it's like oh she's a fellow hacker who just disappeared um and they're like we don't believe you like no she's our she's our buddy like yo that's that's bullshit we should also mention here that eve is played by let's go uh, two yes. for two on lost alum here's Zalika robertson aka alana yes from the last couple seasons of Lost. oh and alana um slash eve slash lois really really kills it with the early 2000s fashion in this mm-hmm. episode specifically like the leather no specifically the hip oh you're hugging. talking about the the the, yes. the belt no, no. so her pants in general are so low cut this was like the bane of my existence as a big butt lady in the nineties <laughs> or in the early two thousands. Uh, Sir Mix a lot would have a word. No, but like if you had hips at all, this style, like the zippers were like this big mm-hmm. because they were so low that they were sat below your hips. And then what you would do is you'd take this big thick belt that was like a leather belt mm-hmm. that had these like stringy ties and you would like tie the ties on the side and you'd walk around with this like stupid belt. <laughs> anyway, look up pictures of it. It's bonkers. And then later in the episode, she has a similar pair of pants with a thick like leather belt thing going yeah. on. Um, but yeah, she really is like rocking the like basically teenager look of the early 2000s. We should also mention here that the Lone Gummen are not happy to see Morris Fletcher because no. he was involved in what ultimately was the final episode of the series yeah. where like... He fucked them over basically. Yeah, he had convinced them to track down Eve and then when they did, they essentially like he on behalf of his, who he represented, aka her father, abducted her. Yes, and so they haven't seen her since. Yeah, and we sort um, of find out off screen like I guess she escaped at some point. Well, yeah, the, and the problem with this entire episode is I, I don't know if everybody was watching the Lone Gun who was watching the x-files i wasn't yeah i didn't even know it existed when i was watching the x-files as a younger a younger lady but um regardless it's not good television to not explain things (laughs) like (laughs) i mean that should be emblazoned in a sign yeah because like there's a lot going on in this episode that you just do not have context for like why are they mad at this guy you know who's this eve lady like you just don't know and so like it's it's hard to get into it. Right. That's the thing. Is it, it's, it's you know, the ultimate question of why should we care, I guess, is answered by what happens at the end of yes, the episode. But exactly. I do think otherwise the plots are a little holy. They didn't give us enough at the end. I don't want to say they should have given us more, but the little snippet of what the lone gunman is about at the beginning of the episode was like not you would have to like watch the episode and go back and watch it again yeah exactly to be like okay now i sort of understand what was happening in that 30 second clip <laughs> yeah. of the entire television series exactly so we see what eve is doing meanwhile um, she murders somebody and eve's going back to school yeah she's gonna go visit this professor yeah um and she not only murders him she's seemingly like 
blasts a freaking hole in him. Well, yeah, so she, she, I don't think she blasts a hole, but she removes an organ and it right. does look like a blasted hole. Yeah, it looks like she came out with some, some sort of like alien weaponry where like now there's this glowing cavity in his chest. Yeah, so she removes some sort of organ and, and ends up burning it in a furnace. Um, but the gunmen sort of capture her and she reveals that, you know, that that guy was bad. He's mm. been experimenting with the human immune system and sharks and grafting pieces of shark into their bodies in order to become a living host to a biological weapon. Before we get into that, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk Joey Ramone for uh, a second. Because yes. this is also like a bit of banter between Fletcher and uh-huh. Langley. Right, where, you know, Fletcher is sort of like the the boomer at this point. Be like, get yourself a real hero, not some dead teeny bopper. And Langley goes into this whole monologue of, you know what I love about Joey Ramone? You know, he He never, he never like... uh, He never gave up. Yeah, he never gave up. He never... Surrendered. uh, Sold himself out. He never was like a peon, you know? Yeah, and I also like how he very quickly corrects that. And also, he's not dead. He's he's not dead. Joey Ramone, I don't know if he's he's dead now, but he definitely was not dead. He was not dead when they filmed this. Um, But either way I just I don't really get these conversations I'm not sure what we're supposed to understand here other than like Morris is kind of a dick and yeah I mean I think it's uh, well actually oh Joy Ramon actually died April 15th 2001 so he was dead fresh the body was fresh yeah yikes um I guess it's it's more so to be like the difference between you know again a little bit of a catch-up as to why the lone gunman don't like you know Morris and I guess to also again build to that conversation that gets had at the funeral right of like what is a legacy yeah well and I think yeah a lot of the conversations they have are like what are we going to do with our lives like what have we done you know all this and language right, because like, we should also mention that at the time we find the lone gunman like they are up shit's creek yeah so they we do find out that um at first they say all all of our stuff is like we're getting new stuff oh yeah we had to we had to trade it out to sell it to the Salvation Army to get new stuff yeah so they're getting new stuff but that's not the case they're actually they just broke yeah AF. because their their paper went out of business yeah uh so we should also mention like you said eve's real name lois runs you had a reaction to this not a great name i mean listen it's probably closer to the Durwood Spinks level of yeah. things it's just not not cute just not a good name i mean and i believe uh eve harlow's name is an anagram for lee harvey oswald which is like fun so i don't stupid. know if lois runs is an anagram for anything well no because that's a real name is your name an anagram for something it might be it might be it might be not intentionally though exactly uh so well this is when jimmy bond comes stumbling in though yeah so they're they have this back door to the lone gunman like little hideout and they're like nobody knows about that back door obviously jimmy does so this guy comes stumbling in they're like jimmy and he's like a little worse for wear because he has been apparently like wandering the world trying to track down eve yeah, because I guess that what we understand is at the end of The Lone Gunman, you know, Eve went missing and he's been looking her for her ever since. Yeah, just going around the world. We should also mention another character that gets brought in here that I guess was from the series. We have Jimmy and we have... Kimmy! Kimmy. Yeah. Why did they do that? I don't know. But yeah, Kimmy is uh, kind of a hacker and like kind of their... The whole vibe I get is that like uh, Langley and him are just constantly like at each other's throats about who's the best hacker. Right. And he seems sort of like I know that uh, they're Lang- all hackers. It seems like Langley uh, was told in this episode, right, that he's like 30 something. But I guess Kimmy is supposed to be almost like the young. Yeah, the young of- buck. Yeah, exactly. Of like, oh, I can do it much better than you, old man. Mm-hmm. So like you said, there is they find, you know, they do an autopsy of the professor. They find there's bioluminescence in his chest yes. cavity and there was cartilage grafted into him. Mm-hmm. So great. It's well, I guess we, we kind of skipped over before, but like there was a conversation about what the the professor they went 
Um, they went to Reyes the, and Doggett went to see the professor that found the dead professor. Yeah, because there's he, his colleague found him, and they yeah. and he saw Eve running out the window. Yeah, and so Doggett and Reyes are like questioning him, and they're like, "What? What did he? What did he teach?" And he was like, "Oh, he teaches this." He uh, said he's, like, it, he's a marine biologist, basically. And he was like, "Well, not really. He's a, a marine immunologist." And mm-hmm. and they talk about how sharks have this like amazing ability to like sustain yeah. themselves. Do you and, remember that? I remember that was that was really a big thing from the late nineties. I remember was there it? was. There was news about like, oh, sharks might be the cure to cancer. I remember that very specifically as a that. news item. But mm, I imagine it was. But yeah, so basically they tell him that they are told that tidbit. So later when we find out that the sharks have been grafted into these people, we're like, why? You know, so. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Eve is going to take out because she believes that there were essentially the, the, the plot is that there are two people who sort of grafted this shark cartilage yes. into themselves that are sort of functioning as walking time bombs yeah. that are able to release a virus yeah. into the world. And so Eve has pinpointed a second one. A bald guy. A bald guy. But when they find him, um, he don't got no shark in him. Yeah, but first they 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 are they like foil her plans, yes. right? Because they try to subdue Eve. And then she's like, you are idiots. I'm not a super soldier. I've been trying to do this thing. Yeah. And this is when it all comes apart for Fletcher. Yeah. Uh, he's been sort of wearing a Band-Aid Nelly style that has a tracking <laughs> device in it the entire time. Yeah. And he's basically said that, like, oh, the research has been funded by um, Eve's dad, who's an yeah. arms dealer, who had commissioned Fletcher to find her and prevent her from stopping his bioterrorism because, plot. Yeah, because his it's, a, it's to release a virus that... <laughs> I love Eve doing some mental math and being like, uh, at at eight o'clock on the dot, yeah. this virus will release. Yeah, and so this is her dad, I guess. Like, really, just like again, know, an- it's, another it's, character that we don't know and don't care seems about. Seems like a James Bond, not Jimmy Bond villain plot of like, I will send a person out there to release a virus. Yeah, and why? Take over the Who world. knows? Who cares? Anyway, so she's like, "There's another host. We need to go get him." Um, and so like, he. I guess the issue now is finding this guy. Right. And so they, well, so they, they dog and Reyes find the bald guy back at the college. Yes. And it turns out that, <laughs> Oh no, they, you know, they take him into a medical professional. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of like up shit's Creek. Cause they basically put their names on the line saying this guy's got a bomb in him. Hey, this guy's got shark bomb. And, and he has nothing inside of him. <laughs> and so it turns out that the actual second man, second shooter, if you will, is actually the professor's colleague. I guess yes. they stayed fairly close to one another. Yeah. And so the rest of them, uh, the lone, namely all the lone gunman characters. Well, Fletcher also joins them because he's like, oh, Harlow's father used me. So I'm going to team up with you guys to find the second bioterrorist, blah, blah, blah. So he just kind of like... He's that guy who is, if if you're winning, he's with you. If you're not, he's not. He's very Loki in that yeah. regard. But essentially, the rest of them are going to go find the professor at a conference. Yes, a conference for med biology. Um, <laughs> so basically, they're able to, you know, chase him out of the room and they chase yeah. him into the back hallway. hallway. And there's only two minutes left. And, and they realize that they don't have enough time. So they pull the fire alarm because they realize there are emergency doors that will seal the place shut. What kind of conference center is this? I don't think it's a conference center, but I do think some schools that have biology and chemistry labs, they do have that because of the nature of a fire in those kinds Mm -hmm. of situations. Um, But it's like the equivalent of the fire curtain in a, in a theater or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it's basically trapping a fire so that like, if it's, 
within an area of chem like it's not going to cause a further explosion so yeah but it's just a, it's a wild decision they sacrificed themselves also it was very possible that fire alarm did nothing <laughs> yeah you know so uh also i'm surprised it'd be triggered just by the fire alarm you feel like any like delinquent pulls it in like yeah really pretty big thing but here we have essentially and as they lampoon themselves it's their own wrath of con moment yeah. right the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one or and they the all three, kind of like touch hands case. with jimmy and and eve their their cohorts and jimmy is the worst fake crier i've ever seen on television <laughs> oh poor jimmy bond just be like trying to like really scrunch his face yeah he scrunches his face i was like eve was definitely more effective with like a not crying sad face um but and the so- lone gunman are dead yeah they fucking die that is <laughs> wild to me that again these comic foils and yeah. the series created as such go out dying yeah. sacrificing themselves to prevent this virus from being released i suppose well that we just found out about and yeah this is where i'm going to talk to you a little bit about the comic book adaptation of the x-files which is called the x-files season 10 which takes place in an alternate universe um after the events of x-files i want to believe basically and this is not the issue is this came out far before season 10 and season mm-hmm. 11 did. So in this, it's real veal that the lone gunmen are alive um, and they fake their deaths during the Oh events my of God. Um, and the group was aided by FBI and then they've been working underground and like there's, you know, just a lot of like nonsense there. But then in X-Files season 10, um, the 11th and the 11th season, the deaths are reconfirmed. So... We don't con- the the comic book can't be canon then. Okay, so, so you think some some writer was just like, oh, this will be fun, and but then Chris Carter's like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, when season ten and eleven came on, is yeah, I mean, I don't know, but basically, it's it's not canon, but it did happen. There was like a let's bring him back in comic book form, like really wild stuff. Yeah. So, what do you think about this decision, whether confirmed by comic or not, to actually? I don't care. This <laughs> um, it's at this point, I didn't care because mm-hmm. I feel like. You know, the, the, it was such a weird conclusion for them in general, whereas there was nothing like celebratory about it. Like, I felt like it was a little phoned in, you know, like, they, yeah, it just felt like it's interesting because I, I feel the emotions from most of the actors in that scene. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, uh, OK, like, I don't I, I don't. I just think they deserved better. You know, like, I just don't think that, like, the way they were presented throughout the entire series, this was not what I needed. Like, if you're going to have an episode to close the series, fine. But you don't need to kill them off, you know? Like, yeah, it, it like just this, felt like those, feels it felt cheesy and, like, just, like, not, this, I don't know. This feels more to me like something like a, like a cry check heel turn. Yeah. Like, if he would do something like this. This doesn't necessarily, and not to say that, that comic relief can't have their own serious moments, but it just felt a little odd to me to be like, yep, this is how the lone gunman died. Cause they sort of also yeah. built up this episode of them being really hard on their luck and down. And yeah. it's like, that's not the characters that I necessarily knew, but and I guess what, that series what, will do it to you. Well, that's the thing is like, what's the difference between, you know, the lone gunman series isn't coming back. You know, the X files is ending. What is the point of killing off these characters when you could very easily just get them back together with their old crew and send them on their way? You know, like we had one final, like thing you know we're back at it and then you see them at the end of the episode like hacking away you know like what's why not just do that you know yeah, like i mean i guess the point is that they could have this big moment of pontification then right yeah uh, now they get to sort of live on forever in the legacy though i don't know at the same time this feels like one of the umpteenth let's stop a virus plots that feels like they sort of get obfuscated yeah. in lieu of all the other people that have sacrificed themselves yeah and i just felt like it was very cheesy the way that it was done and it was v- the way the episode starts out is that 
classic X-Files, like this is kind of going to be funny. Yeah. You know, this is going to be silly. We're getting an over, we're getting like an overarching recap from Morris Fletcher where it's like, you know, funny, but, and then, and, and then it just like trickles out from there. So anyway, I, I don't love this episode, but I, I don't, you know, it's not something that I, I felt like it was necessary for us to watch just because it is the death of the lone gunman. Yeah. And I mean, I think the, the funeral scene is actually, it's affecting. very beautiful. Yeah. And I do think having Scully there is very important too, because she's like, you know, they meant a lot to me and I don't think they'll ever know how much they meant to me. Yeah, I mean, remember me. when like a uh, Frohickey went to go visit her when she was uh, in yeah, a coma when they when found her? Yeah, when she was in a coma. They also were there when she had her baby. Like they came to visit her after her baby was born. Yeah, you three know? wise men, yeah. That, and I do wish that she had also played a larger role in the episode as well. Yeah. Because then, it, it again, it, does, it feels odd and it feels odd to not have Mulder there too. Um. Yeah, so, you know, I think that the, I don't know, I just wish that it had ended on a different tone mm. that was a little bit more tonally happy. Yeah, or know? just like more resonant, I think, with what we know of the characters up to that point. But that being said, I mean, I guess I, I'll appreciate whenever these shows take big swings and this was a big swing. Or you could also say, much like we saw in a lot of season seven, like a loose end that needed to be tied up. Just in this case, it was yeah. tied into a noose. And apparently the actors were fine with it. They were like, oh, we're happy that we're dead. Yeah. I like, mean, I mean okay. listen, if I'm an actor and I'm a star of a series that got canceled and I'm told like you have, you're going to come back to close out your series, but you die like, sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. Give me a, a meaningful way to end out my yeah. plot. That's true. That is true. So we end Jump the Shark and the Lone Gunman. Oh, I just realized the shark reference as well. You just realized that? Well, like the fact that there was shark carnage. Yeah. I didn't realize that. It was. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the shark cartilage thing was one of the 13 weird things about this episode. The whole, the whole and the episode starts with pictures of sharks. Does it? It starts with like sharks swimming through the ocean and then, oh, and then yeah, you I pop guess. up with uh, with more Fletcher. But yeah, Bloom, tough to hear from you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Summing up the reviews of every podcast that I do. Judging a little bit. Uh, well, listen, better <laughs> late than never. Yeah. Try. All right. Who are we going to spook? Who are you going to spook? Spook, spook, spookity spook. So the first episode, I'm going to spook Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, you got to spook that shadow man. And this episode, I'm going to spook Kimmy. Kimmy? What did Kimmy do? I hated him. You just hated him? <laughs> Weird vibe from so Kimmy. So it's like a very antagonistic spook from yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I yeah, am yeah. going to spook. So I agree with shadow man. I got a, I got a, a double jeopardy on him. I think I'm going to go with. No, I got to go with uh, the professors. I got to mm. go with just this odd, odd plot. Of the immunologists grafting, that graft things into yeah, them. Of, yeah. Of grafting shark parts mm-hmm. onto yourself. And this is not like a street sharks thing where you're half man, half shark. You're just taking flat out shark biology and yeah. putting it inside your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. weird AF. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Well, let's continue the weird AF stuff. We're actually going to rewind here as we're going Rewind, back in time. Wine, wine, um, wine. Yeah, something does burn in this episode. So yes. I actually believe someone told me that uh, the lone gunmen do show up in these next two episodes. So they are, we get to sort of see them yeah, backtrack a little before bit. their deaths. But it is a two-parter in the middle of season nine, episodes nine and 10, Providence and Providence. Yep. Yep. <laughs> get ready for some backtracking. <laughs> In terms uh, of so this the first episode I think has a lot to do with um, biogenesis, biogenesis mm. and 
the sixth extinction, you know, with the big spaceship. So yeah, you're going to see the, the rubbing plates and everything. Yeah, you're going to see like rubbings a lot. And then we're also going to be introduced to a new character that is the um, new leader of the new syndicate. The new the, they introduced the new syndicate. Yeah, we'll okay, get, we'll well, get into they're it. Like, uh, I don't know. More diverse. This guy's name is Toothpick Man. Uh, <laughs> toothpick <laughs> Man. Cannot wait to talk to you I about Toothpick to God, Man. If he's not made out of toothpicks, I'm going to be very angry. Well, he's not. He's definitely not made out of toothpicks. I want I'm him to so be made, sorry. To be, I want the main antagonist of this series. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's a lot of like, oh, William is in danger. And he's also yeah. maybe Maybe an alien, we're not sure. Uh, Providence, I would also assume, maybe refers to a bit of a, a trip up to, you know, the Mulder family is basically now almost dead, but maybe a trip back up there. We'll see. We shall see, because it, it ain't just a river in Egypt or a place in Rhode Island. So <laughs> back next week, episodes 9 and 10. You know what to do if you have any thoughts as we are nearing the end. I think this is our anti-penultimate week next week. Our anti-penultimate week. So yeah, not, our, not our uncle penultimate week. We still have two more after this. Exactly. Uh, third and then to... maybe a fourth. We'll see. Uh, I'm Now I'm really intrigued by this comic stuff. Now about this idea of like... I would not be, but okay. <laughs> um, so we'll be back next week with those two episodes and then two more after that to finish out season nine proper. Bloomfiles at PostShowRecaps.com, X-Files at PostShowRecaps.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ange Pelagi, at AmikeBloomType, at PostShowRecaps. If you're interested in fantasy, Angela and I are also starting to finish up our coverage of The Witcher Season 2. We're talking the penultimate episode of Season 2 coming up this week as well. And a bunch of other stuff going on at Post Show Recaps that I just do not have the time to get into. My attention span is like a shark's. I smell blood in the water. Mm-hmm. So that's going to do it for this week on The Bloom Files. Thank you all so much for listening. Special thanks to Corey B. for his theme song, which you're hopefully all listening to at this moment. We'll be back next week with episodes 9 and 10 of Season 9. But until then, case closed. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.